Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. On this fifth Sunday for Lent, we bring you the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark and the Saints for the day. We're also joined by Geronda Evsevio from the Monastery of Panagia Pandanasa at Mangrove Mountain to reflect on the amazing life of St. Mary of Egypt and how we too can respond to the Church's call to live the example of St. Mary in this final week of Lent. This is the journey to Pascha. Our Daily Bread Orthodox Scripture Readings to Help Nourish the Soul reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 32 to 45, where Jesus explains his coming death and warns his disciples not to seek after worldly glory. Now they were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed, and as they followed they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again, and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many.
Lives of Our Saints. The Saints of the Day, whose stories are recorded in the prologue of Ored. The Holy Martyrs Agathopides and Theodulos. Agathopides was a deacon, and Theodulos was a reader in the church at Thessalonica. Agathopides was adorned with the grey hairs of age, and Theodulos with youthful chastity. At the time of Diocletian's pursuit of Christians, these two were summoned to court. They responded with rejoicing, and holding each other's hand, they walked along crying out, We are Christians! All the advice of the judges that they deny Christ and worship idols was in vain. After extended imprisonment and starvation, they were sentenced to death by drowning in the sea. Their hands were bound behind their backs, a heavy stone was hung around their necks, and they were led out to be drowned. When they prepared to hurl Agathopides into the deep, he cried out, Behold, by this second baptism we are washed of all our sins, and in purity do we depart to Christ Jesus. Shortly afterward, the sea cast their drowned bodies upon the shore, and Christians buried their bodies with honour. Saint Theodulos appeared to his acquaintances as a bright angel in radiant attire, and ordered them to distribute all of his remaining estate to the poor. These glorious and wonderful soldiers of Christ suffered honourably during the reigns of Diocletian and the Thessalonian prince Faustinus in the year 303 AD. The Venerable Mark of Trahi. He is also called Mark the Athenian because Athens was the place of his birth. His parents died after he completed his higher education in Athens. He thought within himself that death was unavoidable for him as well and that one should sufficiently prepare beforehand for an honourable departure from this world. Distributing all of his possessions to the poor, he sat on a plank in the sea, and with firm faith in God's help, prayed that God might direct him wherever he willed. God, in his providence, protected him, and brought him to Libya, or Ethiopia, to a mountain called Trehi. Mark lived an ascetic life on this mountain for ninety-five years, seeing neither man nor beast. For thirty years he waged a violent combat with evil spirits and suffered from hunger, thirst, frost and heat. He ate earth and drank seawater. After thirty years of the most intense suffering, he defeated the demons and they fled from him and an angel of God began to bring him food daily, in the form of bread, fish and fruit. Saint Serapion visited him before his death, and afterward made known the miraculous life of Mark. Mark asked Saint Serapion, Are there any Christians in the world now, who if they were to say to this mountain, Arise from here, and cast yourself into the sea, it would be so. At that moment, the mountain upon which they stood moved toward the sea. 
Mark raised his hand and stopped it. Such was the miracle-working power that this man of God possessed. Before his death, he prayed for the salvation of mankind and then gave up his soul to God. Saint Serapion saw angels bear Saint Mark's soul heavenward, and he also saw a hand extended from heaven that received it. Saint Mark lived to be 130 years old and reposed in about the year 400 AD. On this fifth Sunday of Lent, the Orthodox Church commemorates Saint Mary of Egypt. This week we're joined by the Abbot of Panagia Pandanasa Monastery of Mangrove Mountain, Yeronda Efsevio, to reflect on the Church's invitation and call to us as we enter the final week of Lent. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, with the grace of God, we have reached the fifth Sunday of the Holy Fast, which brings us to the last week of Holy Great Lent and to the beginning of Holy Week. This does not mean that the way we are called to live during Great Lent ends. Holy Great Lent is considered the prototype of how we are to live our entire lives. During Great Lent, we are called to live with deeper prayer, diligent fasting, deeper and sincere repentance, greater love and mercy. These virtues we must struggle with the grace of God to maintain each day of our lives. Saint Paisius the Athenite used to say, My whole life is one great Lent. During this final week of Great Lent, the Church calls out to us with an urgent message of salvation. The Church invites us, even now, even in the last minute, to repentance. Let us not say that it is now too late. And the Church puts before us the invitation to repent by projecting a person that experienced repentance to the highest degree and for this reason is considered the prototype for repentance. The Church projects St. Mary of Egypt. Let us take a small glance at the life of St. Mary and then make some basic comments. St. Mary lived in the 6th century AD. When she was 12 years old, she left her parents and went to Alexandria where she lived an immoral life for 17 whole years. One day, out of curiosity, she followed many pilgrims to Jerusalem for the feast day of the elevation of the holy and life-giving cross. In Jerusalem, she continued her sinful lifestyle, dragging many into sin with her. When, however, on the feast day of the elevation of the holy cross, on September 14, she wanted to enter the church. She felt three or four times an invisible force stopping her 
from entering the church, whereas others entered with ease. She was shaken at this. Her heart was wounded. She reflected and realized that God was hindering her because of her sinful life. Immediately, she decided to change her way of life. She repented and asked for God's mercy. She promised the Most Holy Theotokos that from now on she would hate sin and go wherever she would guide her. She returned to the church and easily entered. She venerated the Holy Cross and departed the same day for the Jordan River. The following day, she entered the depths of the desert where she lived for 47 years. There, she lived in deep repentance and with extreme asceticism and prayer. She fought and struggled with her thoughts and memories and overcame them. All those years she did not see a single person. Only at the end of her life she met a hermit, Elder Zosimas, to whom she confessed her entire life and begged him to bring the Holy Eucharist so that she may commune. The following year, on Holy Thursday, she communed. When Elder Zosimas returned the year after, he found Mary dead. Next to her was written, Abba Zosimas, bury on this spot the body of humble Mary. Return to dust what is dust. Pray to the Lord for me. I reposed on the first day of April, on the very night of the saving passion of Christ, after partaking of the mystical supper. This is the life of St. Mary. Let us now reflect on a few points. That which led Mary to Jerusalem was not the desire that many Christians have to venerate at the Holy Land. Her motive was something very simple, curiosity. And worse still, her curiosity was combined with her sinful career. And yet, the all-loving God took the opportunity upon her visit to the church to call her to repentance in a very personal manner, without ridiculing her, without revealing the miserable and sinful condition of her life. He helps her to sense her terrible state. And indeed, God's method succeeds. Mary repents. Let us reflect a little deeper. Can we perhaps draw meaning from this encounter between God and Mary for ourselves? Has God perhaps visited each of us with the coronavirus pandemic? Is he perhaps inviting us to repentance in a masterful way, without ridicule or revealing our personal sins? Yes, he is knocking on the door of our hearts and reminds us that he waits for us to return to him. 
what is certain is that for Mary and for us, God's love can be very inventive. God uses all means in order to make us fall into his embrace. And this he does because he is our father. A second observation refers to something seemingly paradoxical. God closes the door of the church just to Mary. Why is this strange? Because we know that God, with his church, accepts all persons that approach him. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away, says the Lord. The Lord came on earth for this very reason, to call the sinful to repentance. How is it then that God closed the door on Mary the sinful, who was trying to come towards him? God did this because she tried to enter the church without the desire and intention to come close to him. Mary wanted, in other words, to enter the church without repentance, without the decision to change her life, and God's decision to forbid Mary entrance into the church worked out to be a positive for Mary. It shocked her and guided her to repentance. And indeed, as soon as she decided to change her lifestyle, immediately the door was opened for her. Dear friends, forgive me for what I am about to say. With the closing of our churches, as precautionary measures due to the coronavirus, has God not closed the door on each of us? Why has he closed the doors to our churches? Is it only for our physical health and safety? Yes, it is this too, but perhaps it is also due to our sinfulness. How many similarities do we have in our personal lives with that of Mary? Are we today known for our pure and moral lifestyles or for our immoral and impure lifestyles? Hence, my dear friends, let us not blame the government or the patriarch or the hierarchs for the closure of our churches. As in Mary's case, the door has been closed to each of us. God now waits for response from each of us. He wants us to respond personally, and this is expressed only through repentance. The antidote for our sins, no matter whether they are large or small, is repentance. Repentance is the key that can open the doors to our churches and the key to the door of heaven. Let us now make a third observation. God willed to take St. Mary from this world when she had completed and perfected her repentance. This happened with her confession to Abba Zosimas and her partaking of the Holy Eucharist. 
It is truly awesome to think that for Mary, the 47 years of asceticism in the desert was a time of preparation. She cleansed herself as much as it was possible. She overcame her passions and sins. And yet, perfection only came with her participation in the sacraments of confession and the Holy Eucharist. Proof of this is that as soon as she communed, she fell asleep in the Lord. Dear friends, we pray that our churches will not remain closed for 47 years. However, what is certain is that, just as for St. Mary, this period can be for each of us a gift from God, an occasion for spiritual preparation and asceticism, a period of reflection and repentance, in the hope that when the churches do open, we will all be ready to participate in the sacrament of repentance and confession, and with the blessing of our spiritual Father in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Perhaps up until now, we have not taken seriously the sacrament of repentance and confession. Many at Easter time desire to partake of the Holy Eucharist, but perhaps without the required preparation. Through St. Mary, God reminds us that both the sacraments of repentance and confession and the Holy Eucharist are necessary. We cannot reach perfection without the grace that flows from the sacraments of the Church. In other words, the spiritual perfection of the human person cannot be achieved by man alone, but only with the cooperation of man with the all-powerful grace of God. These difficult and testing times that we are all experiencing is a visitation and an invitation from God to repentance. Repentance is the only road that leads to the kingdom of heaven. There is no other road. This for us is a great source of comfort. Let us walk this road of repentance together with the saints, together with Saint Mary of Egypt. enjoyed this edition of the journey to pascha brought to you by the greek orthodox christian society be sure to subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts or visit niknos.org at lychnos.org.au where you can find more orthodox articles talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this length towards the resurrection of our lord